No, they described this as what looks like an interrogation room. Kind of, well, I mean, it, the air's on, so I'm happy. <laughs> oh, we have air conditioning. <laughs> That's the only change. So strike the air conditioning, put the big giant bright white yeah, on the table. Yeah, we need the one light. <laughs> Someone has to burst into the door and slam their hands on the table next. Don't worry, it didn't happen last time. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't happen this time. <laughs> This is the Concert Podcast, and this is part two of our final Warp Tour series. And no, repeatedly saying those words doesn't make me any less sad. But anyway, back on topic. On this beautiful summer day in Indiana, and by that I mean one where it wasn't a thousand degrees and humid and we're all dying in the sun, we got to sit down and talk with real friends. Kyle was kind enough to take time out of his busy day to speak with us. Really good guy. Maybe one of my favorite ones I did that day, but I'll stop flapping my gums about this and just let you listen to it yourself. Here is part two with real friends. Enjoy. Uh, so how's it going today? Good, man. Yeah, just going to play shortly. So tour's like almost over. It's weird. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. Good day. So were you on it the whole time, or did you jump off recently? Whole time. So how's the tour been so far? It's been good, yeah. I mean, everything's been pretty good. I mean, we've been lucky weather-wise, even. Like, today, I think, is great. Um, yesterday, we were in Milwaukee. It was awesome, like, weather-wise. Because so, that's the one thing that's against you on this tour. Yeah. You know, so. But we've been we've been hanging in there, so. I mean, because I remember coming here many times and then leaving, like, absolutely dehydrated and then... Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've come to the state several times as a fan because we're just from Illinois. Okay. So like, and I feel like today is like totally great for it. Yeah. Because I've been here when it's so hot. Well, it was hotter than hell like not even two weeks ago. Well, good. Glad we weren't here then. <laughs> we were probably in St. Louis then dying. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's fine. You're indoors right now. I know uh, you gotta play later. Today, good. But... Well, and we're in the amphitheater today, so oh, that makes okay. it even like it just. Not, no sweating at all is going to be happening. Yeah. Well, you're in the shade over in that area, too. Yep. Wait, is it that one right there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you are in the shade. Yeah. Um, so I asked this to every band, like, what does your, quote, average day on this tour look like? Um, I mean, for us, I think it might be a little different than some bands. Uh, we don't really have, like, a crew, necessarily. We have, like, a merch guy and, like, one other person that kind of is there to help. But we all, like, help set up the merch tent. We sell CDs, you know, like in line in the mornings and after the shows. So our day is very go, go, go. You know, we do a signing every day of the set and we're just all here to help. You know, it's, it, I feel like this tour for us at least is a lot of teamwork, you know. Right. So very, very busy for us, but in a good way. You know, that's what, that's what we want to do for this. Is that preferable you're spending your days doing a bunch of things rather than spending your day doing not a lot then. Yeah, I mean, I prefer it. Like, th that's why, like, right now, even, I'm like, there's like eight or nine shows left, and I'm like, what? Really? Because, like, every day it's like you wake up, and next thing you know, it's like time to go to bed because you're just so busy all the time. Sure. Because it's like, oh, we're done playing. Okay, all right, so put my stuff away. All right, okay, so in an hour, okay, we have to sign it. Then the sign it. Then you eat dinner. Then you're like, oh, I need to go sell CDs. Like, people are leaving. <laughs> so it's just like one thing after another. So I, I think we've grown to enjoy it, you know, and we just always try to be the most self-sufficient of a band sure. as we can be. Yeah. Like we're not the type of band that wants to bring out like a big crew, you know, like we want to just 
kind of work for it. You know, even at our level of what we're at, we want to we want to work hard. Right. Is that kind of more from the perspective of just being feeling like you're in control of most of the things that are going on then? Or I think some of it, some of it's financial, like because you know we make more money if we have less people. Sure. And I think some of it also is just that's what we know. You know, like we started this band almost eight years ago, and we never thought it would be anything. We never thought we'd be on tour doing it full time. So I feel like the band was just wired to be like kind of a DIY kind of thing. Like let's do it, everything ourselves. And then, you know, once we got, you know, uh, became a full-time band, we just carried that over, you know, and that carries over into Warped Tour. Yeah. Because even then, there's still, like, I know a lot of local musicians around here that are used to doing everything around that when they got big enough, people were starting to do things for them, and then they didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, now I feel like you even deal with some bands that are the opposite, where they don't know how to do anything on their own, and I feel like that's a dangerous spot yeah. Right. You know, at our level, because none of the band, like, I mean, there's some bands here today that are bigger bands, but I feel like in our genre, it's like, you know, I think it's good to know how to do things on your own and like be able to survive. Like, you know, if for some reason, like, two members of your crew are like, I quit, or oh, there's an emergency, and it's like, you don't know what, like, oh, well, we don't know what to do. You know, yeah. I don't know. I feel I never want to be that band. Yeah. You know. So more from the punk rock DIY kind of. Yeah, I think we're just wired that way. You know, we're just got that DIY sort of wiring in the roots of our band. Sure. And we'll move on from this. So this is a question I stole and then had to repurpose because I hate asking what the original one was. They'll ask what's the weirdest thing, and I'll ask second weirdest thing you've seen on this tour. Um, well, I keep seeing people throwing up in garbage cans. Um, I even said that they should make a Warped Tour shirt official like Warped Tour merchandise, someone throwing up in a garbage can. Because <laughs> I've seen it almost every day. Someone throwing up. We were doing a signing, <coughs> excuse me. We were doing a signing the other day, and right as we're done, like we do it at a tent called the Howley Tent, that's their like a sponsor of the tour. And we're doing it there, and we just got done, and they're like, all right, guys, like the staff at the tent, they're like, all right, you're done. And right as we're about to walk out, some girls, <laughs> so that is definitely, I think, like the weirdest, I guess. And and you said second weirdest? Yes. Uh, I'd say the amount of people not wearing shoes sometimes, <laughs> just walking on asphalt that's hot with just no shoes on. So I don't know. I feel like this tour just brings out some interesting people, but it's I enjoy it. So. <laughs> Okay, two things there. One, I'm surprised they haven't made that shirt yet. They've had 24 years and they haven't made that shirt yet. I need to, but we need to print some up quick for these last shows. Maybe we'll conquer that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other part was, I was one of those people that was walking barefoot across the pavement, and that's only because I lost a shoe at one of the stages. Well, that kind of makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. It was. So that was a fun story. That was on a morning where I got in an accident before I got here, and then I lost my wallet in the morning when Under Oath was starting, and then I, I think it was either Anti-Flag or Devil Wars Prada, but I lost one of my shoes in a pit, and then proceeded to walk around from about three o'clock onward, because the group I was with wanted to stay the whole day. Sounds like a great warp Tour. <laughs> Sounds like your average warp Tour experience. Really. Uh, it was the most memorable, <laughs> not for good reasons, but. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the record here that sure. just came out. Like pretty recently? Yeah, July 13th. 
and what's been your response to it so far? It's been great. I mean, uh, it's been really cool. For There's been a lot of people that have come out that have even said like, hey, I haven't listened to you guys since like 2013 or 2012. Like, like I like the older stuff, wasn't into the other stuff, but now I love this album. Like kind of regaining fans is kind of interesting to see and also like just new fans too. And um, I, I definitely, it's our best response from a record we've ever had. Like it's just, the response is just really like overwhelming and it's, it's great. Like people are saying that they love every song, you know, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be more satisfied. And then, I know you only get like 20, 30 minutes per set list. How do you introduce newer songs like into your set list when you release a record like during this tour? Well, for this tour, we, we um, one of the songs we're playing is on the record, it's called Get By, and that was also released as a standalone single like in September. So that song, it was kind of a no-brainer. It was like people have had a while with the song, so let's do that. And then the second song we put in the set is called From the Outside, and that was the first single, technically the second single, but first single in like the album rollout that we released. Um, and we just felt like that song had a really got out there quickly, so we felt confident enough to throw it in the set list. So I've always heard bands like try to find that balance, like they want to play all their newer stuff, but then <clears throat> you know, people know all your older songs, they want to hear those, but you only get like 20 or 30 minutes to yeah. do it at a time. With Warp Tour, two new songs max is what I would do, you know, so, because um, then you run the risk of people just standing there and not knowing the songs, you know, so, which on this tour in the beginning of the tour we did, not that there was no reaction, but the reaction was lower, and now as the tour goes on and the record's out longer, now we're seeing better reactions. To the newer song, so it's interesting to really see the growth like day by day, right? And then, oh crap, I lost my question. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so I've read other interviews, like about the record coming about, about about like the growth from one to the next. Like, how do you keep growing in terms of writing and things like that? Um, with this one. I'd say our biggest growth was just like communicating because I feel like it sounds funny but I feel like on the last record we didn't like communicate with each other what we wanted it was just kind of like all right I wrote some songs okay here they are okay uh you know then to our singer Dan like here like want to put vocals over this uh okay yeah sounds cool like it was never like what are we trying to do here you know like that and then we never had that conversation yeah I feel like with this record we sat down and we were like hey like we want to make a record that's as memorable as possible that people will listen to and want to listen to over and over, you know, and like, does that, sometimes that means catchier, sometimes it means poppier, sometimes it means heavier, you know, so I think we always had that in mind when writing the record, which is just, what can we do to make this song, like, I want someone to listen to it and be like, I need to hear it again, play it back, you yeah. know, so that was kind of the goal, so yeah, communication. Is there ever a point of when you're doing that, you're going like, oh, I'm overthinking this thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we had, we had um, a lot of points in the record while recording and um, writing where we were just like, yeah, this isn't good enough, oh, this isn't good enough. And then you sit back and like, give it a couple of days. Then you listen to it and you're like, yes, that's it. Cause like, I could write a song for 10 years, you know, if I really wanted to. I could just keep dissecting it and dissecting it. But it's like, sometimes you have to know when is enough and you have to know what the focus is like for us we've really learned 
that the focus in this genre is the vocals. You know, the music, like, it sounds nice, you know, but you want the, way, the reason the music is there is to lay a nice sort of groundwork for the vocals to sit on, you know? Sure. Um, so I think when you kind of like realize that, you know, like where you kind of stand in that, I think that it kind of helps. So eventually it just gets to stop overanalyzing this, this is fine, just... Yeah, I mean, are, are the vocals, do the vocals work with it? That's kind of the like last question. Right. Like, yes, the vocals sound great. Cool. And like, don't be worrying about the lead guitar part. Are you good? Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about the lead guitar part that most of our fans probably have no idea what's being played. They're listening to vocals. Sure. You know? So it's very easy to overanalyze those things or, oh, this drum part where it's like, those are all small things that you're going to hear. And we did, I think, focus on a lot of those things on the record before this one. And I think that shifting our focus more to the vocals really shown, showed on the newest record, Composure. Yeah, right on. And I was just checking how much time we had on. Oh, sure. so, yeah. we'll, so we'll start to wrap this up then. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you have after this then? Uh, we're planning a tour for the fall right now. We're not really, we're trying to get the details together, but as of now, we just know that we want to do one and just trying to get it all organized right now. And then because this is the, quote, last cross-country iteration, I have to ask this question. What are you going to miss about this tour? Um, I think I'll just miss the sort of atmosphere of, like, I feel like no tour. I'm sure there will be other things that come along that try to, I don't want to say be a warp tour, but I'm sure, like, try to have it be similar, you know, like, whether it be an outdoor festival or multiple bands or whatnot. But... I feel like this atmosphere will never be able to be like uh, replicated yeah. to a T, you know, because Warp Tour I think is very much an experience because you have the like bands and then like you have like the sponsor type things where some of these sponsors stand for certain things, you know, and then your clothing companies and there's just so many little pockets of Warp, it's more than just a show, yeah. you know? so I think that that will be hard to replicate because we played many festivals like Self Help Fest and Riot Fest, and they're cool, but they're very just like, here's a concert. Warp Tour creates an atmosphere, yeah. and I think that'll, that that's what I'll miss the most. Yeah, and I was just discussing that whole point with them out there, like, this was my life for 10 years, and then after this, it's, okay, what do I do in the summer now? <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. All right. Uh, well, we've got to the end of it, and no one's bursted that door to yeah, flip anything over. <laughs> no one's busted through these windows right here. Uh, so for the last one, I like giving the band the last word, so anything you want to say, uh, go for it. Um, just thank you to our fans for listening to the new album, and if people uh, reading, or is, is, is this going to be typed out? Or? Uh, this is going to be audio. Audio. Anyone listening, if, uh, if you haven't heard our new album, it's called Composure. It's on all music apps and in a couple stores, so check it out. And if you're coming to any of the list of dates, uh, pick it up. Awesome. Thank you, man. All right, cool. That's it. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. A big thank you to Kyle for taking the time to talk. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on all the things at Concert Live to keep up with everything we're doing. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And as always, your home for the best in live music coverage is at conc.art. That's conc.art. Part three is coming soon. Thanks for listening. Take care.